Right, everyone. Are we ready for the big finish? I'm all set. Microphones are working, the speakers are at a good volume, and the lighting is perfect. Wonderful! It's so nice when things actually come together. Unlike last week. Whoa! Laura, you scared me. I've been standing here for like five minutes. Well, stand in the light so we know where you are. We don't want you to get hurt because we didn't know you were there. Sorry, Miss Fiona. Are you all set up for the last drama show? Already. I'm especially excited for ice cream later. I'm sure you are. I'm going to see if Lionel is ready to start the show. Be right back. Okay. So, you're getting ice cream later? Didn't you hear? We all are. What? Sure, it's kind of a tradition. We do the last show, clean everything up, and then we go get ice cream. And who pays for all this? Uh, Mr. Jacobs? So, after we raise money for a good cause, we go out afterwards and buy ice cream? Yeah, isn't it great? Hmm, I'll need to talk to Mr. Jacobs about this. I'm not sure I approve. You don't approve of ice cream? It's complicated, Laura. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out for our last drama show for the summer. We're so glad you came out and made this a record-breaking day of fundraising. With your help, we've been able to raise over $3,000 to help those in need. That's right. God has done great things through you all, and we would like to thank you by presenting a top-notch show. So sit back and enjoy our first program, Paws and Tales. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wonderful drama, The Hare's Garden, an adapted biblical teaching about patience. Once upon a time, there was a tortoise and a hare. Yeah, we're roomies. Tortoise gets the bottom bunk. I get the top. For obvious reasons. They were very different creatures. That's pretty obvious, too. Hey, Tortoise, do you mind if I borrow your hairbrush? Sure, you can have it. I'm not using it anyway. But as different as they were, they also had similarities. Would you like some salad, Tortoise? You bet. That's my favorite. Mine, too. Hey, I have a great idea. What if this spring we plant a garden? That way we can have all the vegetables we could ever want. I was just thinking the same thing. You beat me to it. Eh, what else is new? Now, here's the plan. You and I will go to the woodchuck down the road and ask her if we can have a garden on her land. She's a good neighbor. I'm sure she'd be okay with it. And so the next day, our two friends went to the woodchuck and made their request. That sounds like a fine idea. I'll till up the land and you can plant your seeds. Of course, I get to have some of the vegetables when they're all grown. That sounds fair to me. So, what kind of plants are you going to be growing? Oh, you know, like a variety. Carrots, yellow carrots, red carrots, baby carrots, wild carrots. And you, tortoise? I was thinking of some lettuce, then a few beans, and then a great big squaw. Well, they all sound wonderful. I sure like the sounds of this. Let's get things started. The woodchuck dug up the ground as only a woodchuck could. Soil flew everywhere. The others watched in amazement. Maybe she should be called a dirt chuck. I don't think so. Yeah, it sounded better in my head. After a few hours, 
all of the planting was done. There we go. In a couple of months, we will all be feasting on a salad. A couple of months? Well, yeah, the plants have to grow. But what are we going to do in the meantime? Sit and watch? That would take forever. You can't rush plants, but you also need to take care of them. What? And for the following weeks, the tortoise and the hare weeded, watered, and fertilized their little garden. Soon, the lettuce and the beans poked their stems out of the soil. What about the carrots? Carrots take a little longer. Longer? Like, what are we talking? Years? No, more like three months. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Nothing on the planet takes three months. Another couple of weeks passed, and the lettuce was ready to eat. And then the beans. Mmm. And then the carrots? Not yet. What is taking so long? Patience, Hare. Three months will be over before you know it. <laughs> is he always this dramatic? You have no idea. The weeks passed. The tops of the carrots got bushier and the sweet smell was so tempting. Almost there. Not quite ready yet. It was then that the hare realized something. You know, I still really want to eat carrots, but have you tried these dandelions we keep pulling up out of the garden? They're fantastic. He had discovered a new favorite food. Mmm, you're right. They do have a distinct taste, and the puff on the top is especially fuzzy. Hey guys, are you going to come help me dig up these carrots? They're ready. The moral is, the world goes through different times and seasons just like God made it. In these seasons, many things change and grow, including us. It can be hard to wait for fun things. Like carrots. But as we grow, we can find all sorts of amazing blessings in the meantime. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the brilliant drama, The Lighthouse, an adapted biblical parable about good works. Once upon a time, on the rocky shores, there was a lighthouse. That's all right, we sailors depend on the lighthouse to tell us where we are in the midst of the stormy seas. Like all lighthouses, this one had an important job. When we see the light, we can look at our map and figure out where the big rocks are so we don't crash. I don't know what we'd do if we couldn't see the lighthouse. Yes, the lighthouse saved many a sailor by being a bright beacon in the darkness. But one day, the lighthouse keeper thought of something. You know, there are a lot of storms out here on the coast. I don't want this place to blow down with me in it. I had better protect my lighthouse with a great big wall. That will make it a lot safer. And so the keeper set to work on her protective wall. She stacked up bricks, poured concrete, and soon the wall was finished. The tower's light barely peeked over the top, and it looked a little funny. Passersby laughed at the strange sight. I say, does that lighthouse keeper think she's living in a castle? It looks like she's getting ready for a giant flood or something. It does indeed. How can anyone take a lighthouse that looks like that seriously? When the keeper heard this, she looked at her wall and had to admit it did look a little strange. Embarrassed, she built the wall even higher and covered the tower completely. There. Now it looks like an ordinary tower, and no one will make fun of me. And people did stop making fun of her. The tower stood, impressive and imposing. And then, something terrible happened. 
Avast there, mateys, it's another storm. Aye, and it's too dark to see the rocks. Don't worry, we just need to see the light from the lighthouse. That's the thing, Captain, I've been looking and looking, but I don't see it anywhere. We must not be close enough. That's good. That means we're nowhere near the rocks. We're on the ground! We're taking on water! We're going down! But where's the lighthouse? The moral is, God has told his children to live for him and share his love with others. But sometimes we're afraid to. Maybe we don't want the world to rub off on us. Maybe we don't want people to make fun of us. But if we hide God's love from others and don't share it, then they could run into serious trouble, like ships that can't see a lighthouse. Well, as they say on TV, that's all, folks. Thank you so much for coming and supporting, and we'll see you again real soon. God bless. Well, that was a fantastic show. I'm a little sad to see it over and done with. I know how you feel, Miss Fiona, but just remember, ice cream! <laughs> Why don't you go get everything picked up, Laura, and then we'll be ready to go. Okay. Mr. Jacobs, I have a question for you. Oh, is it about one of the dramas or something? No, it's about the ice cream. Oh, well, no need to worry about that. It's my treat. Actually, that's the problem. Oh? Well, you can pay for yours if you want. No, I mean, we just got done raising money for people who don't have enough, and now we're going out to eat? Does any of that seem, I don't know, wrong to you? Oh, you're talking about me spending money on ice cream instead of giving to the poor. Right. That's a very important thing to think about, and I'm glad you're concerned. You are? Sure. Sometimes people can be dishonest when it comes to spending money that was given for a good cause. Fiona, where's the money from the ticket sales? Oh, it's in this bag. I was about to head over to the charity as soon as we finished up here. Okay, but what about the money you're going to be spending on ice cream? Shouldn't we be using that money to help the poor too? That's a good question. I'd say it's up to your conscience. The Bible does say that it's good to give selflessly to help others, but it also says, in places like 1 Timothy 5.18, Luke 10.7, and Leviticus 9.3, that it is wrong to have people do good work and not get paid for it. In fact, in Deuteronomy 25, God even says that animals need to be rewarded for the work they do. But this wasn't a job job. It was a volunteering thing to help others. That's true. But God is very clear in his word that even people who are working for good causes should be rewarded. Pastors to fundraisers deserve to be treated well. And I want to make sure that everyone who works for these shows are given what they deserve. And where I fall short of that, God will take care of the rest. Does that make sense, Sam? Yeah, I've got to think about it some more. But I get your point. I'm always glad to talk about it more if you want. Yeah. Mr. Jacobs, all my stuff is taken care of. Wonderful, Laura. Would you like to help me load the radio into my truck? Sure. You might want to unplug it first. Oh, right. Thanks.